Ladies and gentlemen, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in two minutes. Excellent listening locations are still available all around Showcase Promenade. Due to the use of alcohol and opinions around the lagoon, for your safety, we request that you remain on the promenade side of all railings. During the show, please watch your step and take small children firmly by the hand. Once again, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in just two minutes. Thank you. Welcome to another episode of the Diz Explorers Podcast, where each episode we discuss the many avenues of the great Disney universe. Maybe since we're over 100 episodes, I should come up with a new intro tagline. Nope. <laughs> no? Okay. Do what works. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Can that be like one of those new Nike slogans that's floating around all over no. the place now? No. <laughs> Just keep exploring. <laughs> Just keep. I like that one. I have to say, a lot of them have been cracking me up. <laughs> people, Just say no. People have some good imaginations. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Anyway, hi, hello. Uh, we are all here except Miss Adrian because she's off gallivanting at the world. Um, I don't know if tonight was the night she was going to the Halloween party or not, but um, if no, not, they're actually on Friday, I think. Okay, so there you go. So it's an unexcused absence. It definitely is. Yes, okay. unexcused, unexcused. <laughs> Melanie's getting ready for a hurricane, and she's here. Exactly. <laughs> Gun and right for me. I'm it, getting ready to fly to the world, and I'm here. And that's right, and Milford's getting on a plane, and, well, that's in two days, so you have no excuse either. Less than 30 Anyway, um, yeah, so this week, uh, Melanie's going to fill us in uh, during some course of the summer on... She was on a family vacation, and they ended up at the Disney Family Museum out in San Francisco. So um, she had sent us a bunch of pictures and stuff on our little Facebook group, so we kind of saw what she was doing and what she was seeing. But um, we're all kind of anxious to hear all about it because, uh, to my knowledge, none of, the, none of the rest of us have been there. Um, I think Jessica lives fairly close to it. About an hour away, so I have no excuse. That's right. Oh, gonna take, <laughs> gotta take you take a crystal off your tiara. <laughs> uh, I know. Uh, all right. So anyway, uh, so I don't know. What do you got, Mel? How was it? What'd you learn? <laughs> a lot. It, it is, there's a lot to take in. Uh, for my husband's 50th birthday celebration. It was us and some other couples. No kids allowed at all. It was fantastic. But my husband and his friends have this crazy fascination with the Zodiac Killer type story, unsolved <laughs> crimes and whatnot. I-, I wanted to go see some of the sites, like the parks and, you know, go visit some of that. That serial killer dark tourism kind of thing is not my right. thing. So nope. while they're doing that, I'm going to the Walt Disney Family Museum. <laughs> I took it my day in a whole other direction, but that was okay. The guys went off and did their fun thing, and one of the other girls and I went to the Walt Disney Family Museum, which used to be a military base. There were barracks. If, when you see the buildings lined up, you can tell by the red brick buildings that you're in a, a military zone. I mean, it, it just looks like that. It's really right. cool how they've restored it. There's a park outside. Um, but when you walk into the 
to the actual museum itself. You're kind of in an, an area where they keep the Oscars in that Snow White and the Seven Dwarves Oscar, mm-hmm. that special one that he received. That one is there. Um, the Emmys in the tournament. So you, this is all before you even enter the museum proper. So this is like the big lobby. Wow. Um, tickets, I believe, were $25 for adults. I don't know what the kids' prices were because there were no kids allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Mili- Active duty military, I do believe, get in for free. So that's kind of nice. Yeah, absolutely. It's also, if you are on the Disney Wonder when she stops in San Francisco, you can come over as a port adventure. You'll have a guide. They'll get you over to the museum from the wharf so it's oh, pretty nice. cool which is one of the, which was one of the reasons i definitely wanted to check it out because it is one of the port adventures for disney cruise line um so yeah you enter it and i'll just kind of kind of take you a little step by step i'm not going to go through everything because there, there's just too much yeah but i will definitely hit the highlights so the first room that you go into they call it the early beginnings and i think they really did a good job of giving you just enough of his family history not to bore your pants off because we all know why we're going there. We want to see right. the animation. We want to see the parks. <laughs> the birth of the parks it, and all that. Right, right, exactly. Right. But they do give you just enough to kind of give you a picture of who he is, the kind of family he came from, the kind of mischief he was capable of getting into, and that kind of thing. They kept it lighthearted. There were... Um, Family artifacts. There's a ambulance that he used so that he, because he was too young to get drafted and to the war, so he drove ambulances because I think he was like 16, 17 back yeah. then. Anyway, so they have you know that all you know leading up to him starting the the animation studio. His early kind of drawings are in there, so you kind of see some of the progression from his earlier sketches to him becoming a more mature artist. So that that was kind of neat because this is all before what you and I think of as Disney art or Disney animation because none of that looks like you would think a Disney drawing would look like because it's not characters that we're familiar with. Right. So that that was interesting for me to see because I'm a doodler. I'm not an artist by any <laughs> <laughs> You should... Uh, it's, I, I doodle. But it, it was neat seeing some of his earlier sketches and things then you go you see his the early studio work but then you get into this elevator i don't even know what this elevator thing is it's kind of like you're in a stagecoach or a train i really don't know (laughs) but you go into this elevator and when you come out you're in hollywood (laughs) i kid you not it says that area is called the move to hollywood and they have when you go to the movies, you know how they have the big movie posters kind of outside and lining the halls on the inside? Yep. Well, they have that there as well, but some of them are actual, like, TV screens and things. So they, they there's, like, what is that? The Alice in Wonderland? The old Alice in Wonderland. Oh, the original, the Adventures of uh, mm-hmm. Alice Adventures? So, yeah. The Alice Adventures, those are kind of playing inside those poster frames and that's really cool um so yeah there's like the alice's spooky adventure and like she's dancing with the cat (laughs) and all of those (laughs) and it kind of explains you know how that entire series began and then you go into that next room and that was um where you see steamboat willie and like the birth of mickey mouse right So there's this wall that has blown up. I think it's like 360, 380. I can't, I don't even remember. Blown up cells of Steamboat Willie. So they're not like original cells, but they are kind of blown up. And there's 380 of them or 360 of them. I'm sure I had it somewhere. How many? 348. No wonder I was stuck on that eight. 348 blown up cells that basically equate to 15 seconds of film <laughs> and it's this huge wall wow yeah it's 15 seconds of steve will so <laughs> um but that that was really cool and just looking at all of that 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 wall was so impressive i i really enjoyed that and some of the um sketches on the wall again kind of like with the alice section were screens so it looked like if the picture was still, it looked like the rest of the wall. 
but then periodically the sketches would start moving. Kind of like, uh-huh. you know, Harry Potter. <laughs> it's kind of like Harry Potter kind of thing. Did they talk about Oswald the Lucky Rabbit at all? I want to say yes. I don't think I have any photos of Oswald's stuff. Yes, yes, actually they do. They have um, Universe something presents Oswald and says you can book them on faith. But yeah, there's a little bit of Oswald in there. Um, because they own the yeah. rights for it again now, right? They, they bought it back? It says from... Universal Presents Oh, okay, maybe Oswald. not. Then. Yeah, so maybe... you can meet them in California Adventure, so they must have the rights. They must have some rights to it. Maybe for the character, maybe not for the shorts. I'm not sure. I know there was something about it that they tried buying everything back from, I guess it's from Universal. Mm-hmm. So there's um also, let's see, how do we say immediate? Oh, there's like, there's a lot of the correspondence that Walt would have with people, whether it was bankers or his brother or people at the studio. You know, there were telegrams about his loans that he needed to get the studio going. And they're like, yes, you got this loan. No, you didn't get this loan. I mean, it was really neat. And it's very chronological, which I like. I don't always like my museums to be chronological, but right. it makes sense. It makes sense for this one that you really are walking through. You know, you began with his family history, a little bit of family history, yeah, and yeah, then you. Yeah. So this mu- this museum really does kind of take you chronologically ish. <laughs> so I, I, each gallery you can meander about, but each gallery does progress in time. I think for for Disney stuff, you kind of have to go chronologically because I think otherwise. It's so well documented. It, I am not a it, Disney right. historian. Yeah, it's it's hard but, to it's hard to jump around. Like, I mean, unless maybe you were just not taking the life his life aspect of it, and we're just strictly with the parks end of it, then maybe you can just say, oh, starting in the late in the '60s when they started all the Florida stuff, or starting mm-hmm. in the early in the '50s when they started Disneyland. If you wanted to take those chunks, I guess you could do it, but. I think for as an overall, which I guess this museum sounds like it kind of is of of Walt Disney himself, not so much the company. Then uh, I think it has to kind of go chronologically. Yeah, and with the birth of Mickey Mouse, that you also got the birth of Disney merchandising. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So you, it was fun to see the early days. You know, I talk about the early days. It's fun to see those early, you know, Mickey Mouse toys, which are oh, almost they were frightening. Scary. So scary. But the quantity and the weirdness of some of them was oh, quite fascinating. Odd. I've got like photos of this shelf of just weird-looking Mickey Mouse yeah. things. And there was one. I wish I could remember the guy's name, but there was one guy who Walt went to about all that stuff. And mm-hmm. he dealt with somebody or in Japan right. or China, like when the watches and then like with the Mickey Mouse dolls and how it all came and how it, it was so mass produced and stuff. I forget the whole story on it, but there was like one oh. person he entrusted in, I guess, doing all that for him. There's a tricycle in that museum that looks downright dangerous. It looks like a little death trap. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a trike. I was like, are you kidding me? I would not put my child on that. Um, there, when they kind of transition over to um, the not quite feature yet but the shorts and things like that you'll see a paint wall that kind of mimics what the artist would see it's really it almost looks like if you put a bunch of Yankee candles on a shelf (laughs) (laughs) it's about the best thing I could compare to because that was the first thing I thought I was like from afar it looked like a bunch of Yankee candles if you know the candles in the jars kind of look but then you get closer and you realize it was actually paint Uh um (laughs) <laughs> but it's you know it's really cool it gets interactive by the time you do hit that part where you're transitioning into the feature films into the snow white you'll see more video storytelling a lot of video storytelling going on okay. um and there's a lot of reading i'm gonna say probably ages 14 and up here and i would really probably say ages 20 and up unless that 14 to 20 year old is a really big disney fan this mm. isn't Disney World. This is a museum. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were some kids there. I mean, kids aren't going to be out of place. It's still Disney, but there's not a whole lot of stuff they're going to like. I mean, there's some some video things. There were some interactive games, especially once you were into the films and the shorts where you could kind of p- 
put music to characters and play these little interactive games that I like to, so they would like play a score and you had to kind of figure out from this grouping of four characters that may or may not be familiar, even to us Disney experts. Right, like they right. knew who was, they knew who was coming. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> so they would pick some obscure characters and you would have to match the score to the character. Oh, cool. Um, so there is interactive things and that could be fun for kids, but not if, you know, if I didn't know who a character was, I'm sure your average 10 year old is not going to know. Right. So <laughs> they, um, they did have some video, um, history, kind of places where you could sit and take a load off your feet, which I'm always fond of that. And they would have different animators come and talk about their relationship with Walt, what they did at the studios. Um, and that was, that was really, really cool. Um, they had a moviola. I don't even know what a moviola is. It's kind of <laughs> like you crank it and you see Snow White dancing. It's ah, kind of cute. Interesting. I know. And they talk about the soup sequence and in mm-hmm. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. And there's like this flippy board thing that, do you remember, um, what's that show? Wheel of Fortune. Yes. Way back in the day when yes. Fiona actually turned yes. the letters. Yep. There's like a little turn board and it has uh, the animators and characters that they worked on. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it's really, really Neat to see kind of that whole transition from just doing the shorts to that fully movie. Like, they didn't, like, could he even do it? Why would he even do it? Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Why, yeah. Why would you do a full-length movie that's cartoons? Right, it's cartoons. I know. Yeah, it was definitely unheard of for the times. And then it goes, you know, goes to Pinocchio and Dumbo and Bambi and all of that. So it, it progresses pretty quickly. I mean, the museum is paced very well. It keeps you moving. You're not stuck in one zone for too long. And even if you are, you're kind of, it, it's really cool. I, I was glad that I was with somebody who could hang with me in terms of how long I lingered. Because I kid you not, I wanted to read absolutely everything. <laughs> yeah, why not? Well, because it's not like it's a place you're going to go all the time, you know? So I may never go. I mean, who knows if I'm going to go again? Right. So it was it was something that, that I really wanted to take in. In fact, I didn't even get a chance to see everything I wanted to see. So it was... Can you, can you kind of meander um, as you wish? Like if so like if you Absolutely. went so far, can you backtrack if you wanted to read something yep. else? Or th- okay, okay. So it's not like um, a much like we were. Di- I don't was I discussing? Were we talking about how the differences between California's Disneyland and then Walt Disney World? How they're more laissez-faire over in California? You can totally backtrack. They don't care. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I was just wondering slow. if it was like a you know enter and one fact, way and exit the other. We left because we finally had to eat. Because we were starving. We kind of starved ourselves because we just wanted to like, get one more room done before we ate. One more room. <laughs> and with the way we backtracked from... Because the little cafe is in the general public area. And the way we backtracked back to the exhibits that you're supposed to pay to get into, nobody wants to blink their eye at us. So I'm sure security had their eyes on us. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was it's very much free flow. Although it the, the exhibit itself guides you. Gotcha. So that part was, you know, pretty well done. Um, Then they do talk about the war efforts when the Disney studios were kind of taken over to become a propaganda machine. Mm -hmm. And they made the shorts that had Pluto and he was an airman. Yep. All the Donald Duck (laughs) ones. uh And they also talked about the strike when the artists went on strike. Uh-huh. And they went into a lot of detail about how that really affected Walt and how he was kind of on one hand, he's a businessman and he didn't like it. But he also was kind of hurt because those people were his friends. Right. So it was, you know, he was very conflicted. I mean, obviously he's not, he's several layers to this guy. So, oh, yep. I mean, he's a business guy, so he's not making money if his artists aren't working. Right, but he had a personal, and, like you said, he had a personal he, connection with a lot of yeah, them. Yeah, this isn't he, just a job. This isn't just a company he owns. This right. is everything, and these people are, you know, his family as well. So it, it was, 
it was a tough thing. So they decided to go ahead and put that into the into the museum as well. So I, I do like that they didn't hide the darker periods. Right. Well, I mean, it's like any and, his, like any history of anything. They're they're there. It's you know, it all affects the outcome somehow, good or bad. Right. So after the um what they call the patriotic contributions, which were the war propaganda pieces and the strike itself. So the strike ends, yay. <laughs> the war ends even better. Yay. Um and I don't know which happened first. I'm not sure when the strike was, so I'm not that much of a historian. Right. <laughs> um, like I said, I am not a Disney historian. But the, um, and this is right, at this point, this is when we were starving. <laughs> so we went to the little cafe that was right outside of the gift shop, and I had some killer chicken sandwich salad. That chicken salad was so good. <laughs> <laughs> and then people at the cafe, you would never know that they weren't cast members. They were so personable and so friendly. And they're like, where are you from? And what did you see? And how do you, you know, they were just great. I almost enjoyed interacting with them as much as anything. <laughs> nice. So after the war was, um, was the next part and they kind of got it into, and I want to say that this probably had something to do with how Walt started to go about with the creation of the parks is he really got into miniatures. Hmm. So it, and I kid you not, when I'm looking at this stuff, all I'm seeing are dollhouse toys. I know it's far more complicated than that. I know I'm glossing over an art form here. Because you'll see these little miniature books and miniature bottles and miniature furniture. And it looks, to the very untrained novice eye that I have, looks a lot like dollhouse furniture and dollhouse things. But I think that kind of began the spark of, hey... This could be done on a bigger scale. Miniatures on a bigger scale, little oxymoron there, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right. So he did these dioramas and he made, and this part was actually, there was a tour guide who was part of the museum itself who would come in. And there's, it, there's not really, when I was there, there weren't really guided tours, but at different parts of the day, a guide would pop up in a room for 10 minutes and tell you stories about what was in that room. Oh, okay. And if you happened to be there when they were there, great. But it wasn't really integral to you enjoying the museum itself. But I did like that she was there because it, she really did, you know, point out the the miniatures and how much Walt had really poured himself into them. I want to say it had to be been like that post-war, post-strike kind of hobby that he just kind of lost himself in. So it was really cool. Um Right before that miniature room, though, is this really strange gallery. It, it's almost like you just hopped into Tomorrowland. And there are these interactive screens on a table. And you kind of flip the bubbles around. And that changes what's on the monitor in front of you. Hmm. I wasn't very good at this game. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a game, but... You had to move the bubbles around a certain way, and then it would give you information, or it would show you a movie, or it would give you a game. I wasn't very good at this thing. I don't know if maybe the tabletops weren't as sensitive as I wanted them to be, or I just wasn't good at them. I don't know. But it was really neat aesthetic in there, because it's like this blue, glowy room, and there's like big screens overhead. Sometimes it's Fantasia-y. Sometimes there's other movies going around over your head. It's really... It's very immersive. Um... And this was another part where they kind of stopped with the animation. And so when you got from this interactive point and then you saw the miniatures, you begin seeing his family life again. Okay. So it talks about his daughters mm -hmm. and his dog. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so you, you kind of like, oh, yeah, he did have a life. Mm -hmm. Right. Outside of everything. Yeah. <laughs> outside of everything. How dare he? Um, you know, so there was that kind of aspect that it kind of brought you back down to Walt the person it wasn't right, just right. Walt the studio guy who just made all of these movies so the next part of the museum is little more than a hallway next to a window they call it Walt in the natural world mostly because there's 
one side of this hallway that's nothing but windows. And I took a selfie there because I knew what was supposed to be outside of that window was the Golden Gate Bridge. But, uh-huh. you know, fog happened. Yeah, fog happened. And there was no bridge. I mean, you could see one edge of the bridge support. <laughs> That's all you could see in the picture. <laughs> so what was really fun about this particular room is that it's talking about Walt in the natural world. But it, like I said, it's very little more than a hallway. And it's, it's preparing you. It's actually literally and figuratively all at the same time bridging you from Walt's animation life to Walt's theme park life. Because you're about to enter Disneyland and beyond. And at the end of the hallway, much like they have over in Disneyland, at the end of that hallway, they have one of those park benches. Oh, okay. From Griffith Park. Right. Where he would sit and watch his daughter on the carousel. So there's another one over in Main Street USA over in Disneyland. And then they have one of the benches here at the Walt Disney Family Museum as well. Although I don't know if it's an original because they let you sit on this one. <laughs> probably I don't not. know. It's probably but, not because the Disneyland one is in glass, so... Yeah. <laughs> if, with so lasers and... Not, but... <laughs> because you can sit on this one. It's out in the open. Um, and it's really cool. They also have a... And it's really weirdly placed here. They have one of Zorro's saddles. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's random. Okay. But it fits in the, there's a little nook as you turn the corner after you've gone past the Gold Gate Bridge or what the Gold Gate Bridge should be. Uh-huh. You turn this corner and there's a little nook and they put Zorro's saddle there. Hmm. Oh, no, I didn't make it. So then you turn the corner and you are obviously where the Disneyland section begins. You see... Um, the Lily Bell, the train that's there. There's miniature trains. There's, there's you know, photos of Walt with the drawing, the concept art for Disneyland and what they call the Disneyland proposal. You'll see all of that. Um, so it talks about what was going on in the early 50s and with um, Walt Disney Imagineering and how that whole whole arm of the company began. Right. It's just really neat. There's walls of television screens, which are really cute. It's those old shaped kind of oval looking televisions. That if you think of a television from the 1950s, there's like a wall of them. And it, it's showing different um, things of what was that? The what? The magical world of Disney that came on on Sunday nights or Saturday nights. The what? Oh, wonderful, 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 wonderful world, of world of Disney. Yeah. See this I, child of the 80s. I'm not a Walt Disney historian, so please don't leave nasty comments. <laughs> this is a novice wandering through the Walt Disney Museum just going, this is really cool. <laughs> I am not a Disney historian. I wish I was, but I'm not. Um, next life. But yeah, so these televisions have different um say different scenes of Walt talking about Disneyland or something they call the pre-opening report of Disneyland being built. There's concept art after concept art and miniatures, all kinds of great things. And then you're also kind of at the same time that this Disneyland thing is happening, that whole Mickey Mouse Club and the live action films, the old yellers in the early 60s, late 50s, early 60s, all of that's kind of happening at the same time. So it's kind of like it becomes really visual overload. <laughs> All the bright colors of the 50s and 60s are like bombarding you. Um, but it's really cool. It's a really active part. The kids, this is where the kids are going to want to spend the most time. I mean, other than maybe where the animation was once they got to the movies and then this room. I mean, this is a huge room. This gallery is a, is a very big part of the museum. There's a big diorama big huge moving model of Disneyland where the carousel actually spins it lights up um I have a little video that I took of it but there's um volcano things with dinosaurs where are there dinosaurs at Disneyland I don't remember that uh... well the only place is the tunnel and the the railroad you go through the Grand Canyon diorama and then the uh... primeval world 
that might be it. I'm not super Disneyland nerd either. <laughs> Only been but one. that wasn't that wasn't there originally. Did you say this was for like an opening day thing? Because I, I think no, it was a couple years later. No, I don't think this has anything really to do with opening day per se. Oh. I just think it was a model that exists oh, okay. of Disneyland because it so lights that's where up. They are. Okay, um, because it lights up and there's you know neon green ghosts standing outside of <laughs> the haunted mansion. I'm going to go with it's not necessarily original work, but um, one of the things that only I probably would notice is that the floors are really cool here. They're like glittery and sparkly and just like at the parts where you have to look at everything around you and listen to everything around you. Look at the floors too. The floors help definitely tell the story of what's going on because they were really well designed. Kind of a deco look to some of them. Um, They have the there's an Olympic torch from the 1960 games that's there. A signed copy of Mary Poppins is there. Um, if you've watched the movie Saving Mr. Banks, you'll know how what a great relationship Peter <laughs> and Walt yep. Disney had. Um, <laughs> what I've heard, Disney took a lot of dramatic liberties with that telling of that story. Um, so I'm not exactly sure how true everything in that movie is. Um, but I have an inside source that says it was a good story. <laughs> that movie. But I, I have no doubt that Walt and P.L. Travers had a difficult working relationship. <laughs> there was a mold of Mr. Lincoln's head. Ah, from, mm-hmm. great moments. Great moments. Great moments with, with Mr. Lincoln. There was one of the animatronic birds from the Tiki Room. Nice. I think it's I think it's a Tiki Room bird. It moves. Yes. It talks. I, uh, I believe so. I believe it's one of the original models or or prototypes, probably. Or prototypes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you're seeing all of like the culmination, all this work, and they talk a little bit about the Florida project. So, you're like super excited, and everything's going great, and you know it's coming. You know it's coming. But you're so excited and you're so happy and you're so oh Disneyland, and then Walt dies. And then Walt, yeah, right. And then your soul, you know, and your, then your heart's ripped out of your chest. Like, <laughs> and all of a sudden, you feel—I mean, because you've just walked through this man's life from he was a you know a precocious teenager to starting this great company that became a corporation that became what Walt Disney is, and you. You got to watch that growth and then to lose him. And I, I wasn't even alive. And you feel it. You viscerally feel it. Oh, I believe it. I mean, it was... So and, that, that to me sounds like... It's kind of like what the, the feel you got with One Man's Dream, just on a smaller scale. Like when you watch yeah. that little move film that when they used to do the real film at the end of uh-huh. walking through one's man dream. Right. And it went through the very shortened version of everything. And it got to the point where it told about when he died and how everybody, how the studio and everybody was like, it's the same thing. It's like, you got to hold back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got to hold and back tears. This, like there were, there's an audio thing. We kind of pick up a phone and different people are, you know, telling you what D- Walt Disney meant to their lives, I mean, people who worked with him, people who knew him, who were saying, you know, what the world had just lost. And you're just, you're crushed for, you know, a, a good, I mean, I think you're supposed to kind of have that experience for easily about 10 minutes or so. <laughs> Three I days. wish I could have, I, yeah, I wish I could, um, but just given the context of the museum itself, because they don't let you wallow. Because in true Disney style, they're not going to let you stay down. No, absolutely not. Because then they bring you right into, you know, how Walt Disney World became a celebration of Walt. And then the new movies and then the new things that are going on that continue what he started. So you're like, you go from this super happy, super low, (laughs) and then they bring you back up again. So they don't leave you in that, oh my gosh, okay, he died. And that was the end of the story. Right, because right. we all know that that is not the end of the story. There was um, a special exhibition there called Nine Old Men. I did not get a chance, unfortunately, to see that because 
we just didn't have the time. I mean, we were only in San Francisco for four days. So you can imagine trying to do everything in San Francisco in four days. We couldn't do it. There was a special exhibition on the lower level of Glenn Keane. Glenn Keane was one of the lead animators on um, Little Mermaid, Tarzan. But what was really interesting is Glenn Keane's father is Bill Keane. And if anybody grew up reading the funny pages, Bill Keane is the author of The Family Circus. Yep. And I love myself some Family Circus Mm -hmm. back in the day. I don't haven't had a newspaper in my house in easily 10 years but <laughs> same growing up growing up we certainly did and family circus was one of the first ones i read every day if we got a daily paper that was the first one i went to sunday paper definitely one of the first ones i went to so glenn Keane actually kind of followed in his father's footsteps and became a disney animator that exhibit is now closed i don't know what replaced it um something is coming i'm sure it's going to be called fresh starts which will feature the artistic celebration of young men in bay Area from juvenile detention center so it it actually serves as a place for local artists to display work as well because there are some lower galleries underneath that some are interactive and some are more art gallery like so it, it becomes a place for young artists and local artists to also kind of follow in Walt's footsteps and display their artwork. Oh, cool. And show what they're doing. So th- there's more than just Walt's life. There, there's different components to it, too. So that's at the bottom level of the museum. Nice. Um, they also show movies there, usually two a day. One will, one could be a live-action movie. One could be a classic movie like Jungle Book or a Parent Trap. So they, they've got different things going on. Um, they have workshops and talks and things of that nature. So, so it really is kind of an active museum. We just only had half a day, so we spent some time in the galleries. I wish we could have planned it to a way that would fit more with some of the workshops or the talks, but we only had a certain time frame to go there, and it's not like we could have planned around those dates anyway. But... They do show movies there. They do have all kinds of great things going on. I wish I could have probably spent... I could have probably spent another whole day in there. But it's just me. (laughs) Um, I'm sure... I'm I'm glad my husband didn't go because he would have probably wanted to be in and out an hour. And I think I spent about four... (laughs) I spent about four hours there. And I feel like I barely glazed over the bottom attractions that had the Glen Keane exhibit. And the other local artists that I kind of did want to see what was going on there. I I just didn't have the time. Right. Because it got to be about two in the afternoon at that point and we had to get going. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I wish I also had a chance to see Nine Old Men. Nine Old Men is still going on. I don't know when that one ends. Let's see if the Walt Disney... The Walt Disney Family Museum website is really... Really good. Okay, so the Nine Love Men exhibit goes on through January. Their website is phenomenal. So it, it kind of takes you through the galleries a little bit like I just did because it goes chronologically. So if you do have a chance, it's um, WaltDisney.org. Okay. Is the Family Museum or just Google Walt Disney Family Museum. It'll take you right there. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, that was my Disney adventure in San Francisco. And like every good Disney exhibit, it does end in a gift shop. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. why? It totally ends Absolutely. in a gift shop. <laughs> With t-shirts and stationery. I got a lovely coffee mug. I love getting coffee mugs. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's... It definitely is worth a visit. I mean, for 25 bucks for a museum like that, I think is well worth the price. Um, especially if you're thinking about what you're paying for, you know, Disney parks and things of that nature. I think the $25 is well worth it. So if you're thinking about it for a port adventure, you might want to compare what the port adventure price is to the admission price plus an Uber because you can easily Uber it from the wharf over to the museum itself. But I'm sure with Port Adventure, they're probably the guide will probably be walking through and giving you even more information. So that might be something to think about as well. But I absolutely loved it. I would 
go again in a heartbeat. Um, hopefully next time I'm over there, which I have no plans to be over there anytime soon. I'm on the other side of the co- country, but uh, <laughs> I, who knows? I, I would try to make time for the Nine Old Men exhibit, I think, because I think their particular part of Disney history is very significant. I wish I had had the time for that. I just, we just didn't. It was too quick of a visit. Um, but I think seeing the whole Nine Old Men, if you're, if you live in the area, definitely try to get there before January 7th when it closes. Because I think that that's going to be, that, that exhibit's going to be really cool. But that nice. was my, that's my whole visit to the Walt Disney Family Museum. There is a little Disney store in the shopping district. Um, I wouldn't make a special trip out there for that. It's much like any Disney store in a mall. <laughs> in fact, it's pretty much like any any Disney right, store right, you've right. ever had. It's two stories, but it's not it's not very large. Um, nothing in San Francisco is overly sized. Space is at a premium, so right. It's kind of narrow, but two stories. So don't make a special trip over to the. If you're just visiting San Francisco, I would make a special trip to the Disney store just because it's in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cast members there are really cool, but we were staying not far from there. So we stayed at the Park 55 Hotel, which was fantastic. I would stay there again in a heartbeat. That was in the shopping district. And Uber cars or lifts were never more than three minutes away, no matter where we were in the city. Loved Uber and Lyft. That is the way to get anywhere, especially if you don't want, if public transportation isn't taking you where you need to be, then definitely go for the Uber. I became very Uber proficient in that city. <laughs> I know, I felt really weird. I was like, wow, I feel, you know, like a 20 year old putting the Uber app on my phone. <laughs> I, I'd never used it before. Oh, really? I like it. I, I mean, I, I, I use Lyft, I, but same thing. Exactly. We had that one too, but I had been, I'd ridden in an Uber, but it was never, I had never ordered one before. Oh, I got you. I got you. (laughs) But only a handful, like only a couple of times. And I got, I'm like, ooh, I'm going to order it. Ooh, I'm going to get it. (laughs) I'm going to call it and I'm going to track it and I'm going to know when it's here. Exactly. I like (laughs) the power. But definitely, definitely make some time to head over to the Walt Disney Family Museum. It, It really is fun. Like I said, I would say ages. 14 and up kids younger than that if they don't have a love of disney and and you'll know which kids i have one kid who probably my middle son would have loved that younger but my other two who like disney probably would have wanted to have been in and out in a couple of hours (laughs) so definitely for someone who likes museums because it's a museum it's still a museum even though it's disney it's still a museum (laughs) Right, right. There's right. a lot of reading. There is some interact. There are some interactive exhibits, but that's not everything. There's a lot of just look, but don't touch. <laughs> but all that stuff is in case. So if you have a child who's gonna try to touch it, that's okay. Because disobedient. That they don't... I didn't go there. <laughs> Any child who is like me as a child, and they don't want you to touch it, then it's in a case. If it's not in a case, you can touch it, which I like because that was kind of the rules. Gotcha. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty clear and easy. <laughs> they're not gonna let they're not gonna let you touch anything that they don't want you to touch. But, right. Um, but it is really interesting for those of us who do love Disney. Um, it's just a different way to experience Disney, which I'm always looking for. Yeah, most definitely. So, Jessica, you definitely need to get over there. Yeah, especially before that Nine Old Men one closes, because I'd really like to see that. Yeah, definitely, I would, me too. I would like to hear your take on that, because that was, like I said, I really missed that I could not, we couldn't go over there. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Here's see San Francisco. It's fun. Yeah. Sounds like it, or at least that does. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had a good time. I'm sure there's other stuff to do, but... Oh, we were going, going, going for the four days we were there. Nice. Actually, I would need about a week out in San Francisco, Disney Museum oh. or Disney Museum or not, because there is so many. There's good... so much to do. Oh no, I don't even and go. And the food. For... 
For what, there's the only sole reason I would go is for all the great and old and new tiki bars that are still in existence. Because <laughs> there's a plethora oh. in San Francisco. Yes, a, I've got uh, a list for you of some really good old like '80s and '70s ones. Yep, there's a great oh. website that I frequent to find out all that stuff too. But yes, um, yeah. So that's being my sole purpose for going to San Francisco. I'm not much of the touristy type, so for for stuff like that. But uh, yeah, that would be my purpose: the, the family Disney Family Museum and tiki bars. <laughs> Sounds like an RJ trip in the making. Yeah, I'm fairly simple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's too bad that uh, you couldn't get to see everything. But like you said, you I guess you know if you're ever out on the West Coast again and it it's in the cards, it's not like you couldn't go back. Right. Kind of breeze through the first part that you saw and then focus on whatever else is, if it's a different... I think it's like Disney World. You you can't do it all, so enjoy what you can do. So enjoy, right. if you have a couple of hours, enjoy those two hours. Don't feel like you have to do it all because there's, you know, it's Disney. There's no way to do it all. <laughs> no, right, right, right. So how far is the Carol... Did, did they talk about the Carolwood Park at all? Um, I don't recall. Because Carrollwood Park is where they actually have his trains running again. Ah. And I, I forget where it's at. It may be in the San Francisco area. I don't remember. But one of these days, <clears throat> I want to get to that place because it's pretty amazing. Yeah, really? I mean, other than having the Lily Bell there, I don't recall them really saying anything else about the trains. Mm. Didn't they, like painstakingly restore one of them or those ones that like that he had in his backyard they painstakingly restored quite a few of them because he had like at one point in time he had 10 different locomotives that he could run in his backyard right and then who was um oh god i just should know this off the top of my head but it was was it raleigh crump who had the who was who we got the idea from because he had had it in his yard or Ollie Johnson. It was one of the two of them, I believe. I don't remember which it was. Um, but they had, he had had a full-scale one. and Because um, that's how he had met one of those guys, through right. through a train thing. Um, they both had a love of trains, and that's how he'd met. I, and I can't believe I can't remember uh, which one it is. But, but there's actually a Carrollwood Histor- Railroad Historical Society that actually picked up the ownership for all that stuff. Oh, right. And I have been trying to recreate that in a park all the stuff he was running. And, of course, they've gone through and tried to make it safe so that... Oh, right, yeah, you know, yeah That was yeah. the whole reason why he shut it down, because a kid got hurt, and he decided he wasn't going to have a kid get hurt on him, one of his things again, so... Right, right, right. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I think that would be a lot of fun to uh, to go and see, and and possibly ride, <laughs> if it's... Right. Uh, if they did that, you know, I know they were, you know, they were big... They were still, you know, you were able to sit in them and stuff, but it wasn't like mm-hmm. full-scale tra- trains, but... Yeah, it was like a car that you straddled and you set you right, know, right, feet yeah. on each side of it. Yep, yep. Didn't really have seatbelts and... No, no. Things sure. like that. Right. All right. Well, thank you, Melanie, for giving us that recap. Thank you for remembering everything. I know it was a while ago. <laughs> oh, it was like two months ago, so you know my memory is not awesome anyway. I am, <laughs> so no, it was fun. That's why I have pictures. Yep, right, and and stuff like that. When you experience stuff like that, even if it's been a while, it, when you when it's something you enjoy that much, and it's a subject that you really love near and dear, it's kind of easy to remember stuff because then it all kind of comes like comes flying back into your memory especially if you have pictures to look at that always obviously helps most but yeah and it, like i said since it's chronologically goes going through his life then it, it it does tend to stick a little bit better because it does make sense it's a logical way to experience his life right absolutely all right so i think that is going to do it for this episode we hope everybody enjoyed that I'd like to say thanks Again, for listening, uh, I know it's been, uh, this is episode 102, so it's been a couple since our 100th, um, so we'll probably 
try to do another live one uh, when we're all here again together and have have a uh, a good topic to uh, discuss that'll get us animated while we're on camera, other than just staring at the screen with our <laughs> glazed over eyes while the rest of whoever's talking is talking. But uh, um, like we had said before, that was a lot of fun on our end. We hope everybody enjoyed it. Um, we hope to get uh, more people watching. Um, because that's always fun and interacting on it. So keep that in mind, and uh, we'll definitely let you know when uh, that's happening again. So once again, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to everybody next time. troop at www.dizexplorers.com where you can find all the links for all our hosts social media accounts you can also follow the podcast on our facebook group at the diz explorers and on twitter and instagram at the diz explorers you can download this podcast on itunes google play podbean TuneIn radio stitcher radio and also on youtube Thanks for listening. Hope you had a good time. Spectral Magic! <laughs>